and praise the Lord on this Wednesday as um, we come to study the Word of God one more time um, to continue with our study on from last week on facing and overcoming challenges. God is good and He's helping us and He's strengthening us um, to live a life of victory. We as people of God should live victorious lives in this present world because we have the Word of God, we have the power of God, we got the help of God to live that way. And so it's really vital for us to learn how to face and overcome challenges so that we can be the overcomers that God made us to be. And we can be examples of His power in the earth. Um, and be examples uh, before others of the goodness of God. Um, and so we want to learn how to face and overcome challenges because who wants to come on the short end of problems? Who wants to come on the short end of situations, circumstances, and issues? We want to come out on top. The Bible declares that God has made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. And so um, that's God's will for our lives. And if God wants it for us, we should want it as well. Um, I know that I want to be a winner. God made me a winner. Amen. And um, now it's about learning how to live victoriously in God. And so we started on this last week and we were in Ephesians chapter 2, 11 through 13. And we're going to start there today just as a way of a brief um, review of what we touched upon last week. We're not going to touch upon everything that we did last week, but just as a reminder, and maybe for those who are joining us this week who weren't here with us last week, um, it will be something that you can get into your spirit as well. Um, that God wants us to be victorious. And so we're talking about facing and overcoming challenges. Um, and so let's pray tonight. Amen. Those of you who desire to win. I'm convinced of something too before we pray. Everybody doesn't want to win because they don't want to put in the work that is required to win. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. Everyone doesn't want to win because they are not willing to put in the work required to win. You don't just win by getting up out of bed and rolling up a, up in, into into situations and circumstances. You right? You have to work. Amen. Um, God is a worker. Jesus is a worker. Um, you know, Jesus said, "My Father is always working," and so we have to work to win. We have to work the work of God, um, and. Uh, so if we want to come out on top, it's not about a wishing and a hoping. It's about taking the word of God and putting it to work in your life. So let's pray tonight, um, facing and overcoming challenges. Father, we bless you and we thank you yes, on this Father. glorious day that you've made. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your faithfulness, and your love. We thank you for your word tonight, God. Father, we're praying now for the leading of the Holy Spirit. That, Father God, that we will be led into all truth. And, Father, yes, we Father. know uh, from your word that the truth shall make us free. And so, Father God, we thank you for the liberty that we have in the Spirit and by your word. 
And we thank you for the deposits that you shall make. We thank you, God, for the things that you shall withdraw and take away from us, O oh God, so that in the end, Lord, we will be more like you. Yes, Have your God. way with us tonight. And Father, we bless you and thank you by faith for what you're going to say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so we're talking about facing and overcoming challenges. Last week, um, we started with Ephesians 2, 11 through 13. Let's just read that one more time. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. And as we touched upon this last week, uh, we noted that Paul was talking to Gentiles, those who were non-Jews, who were not part of the family of God, who were at one point called uncircumcision, that there was a time when they were, one, without Christ, two, they were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, which means that they were not citizens of the nation, and so therefore could not share in the benefits, advantages, and privileges of being a citizen. Three, that they were strangers from the covenant promises of God. So the promises of God didn't apply to them. Four, they had no hope, or put another way, they were hopeless. And five, they were without God in the world. And so Paul said that at that time, that was their situation. And for anyone who was not a Jew, was not a Hebrew, that was the situation. But in verse 13, Paul changes course and says, but now, but now in Christ Jesus, those who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood. And so we understand then that as we who have accepted Jesus Christ, there may have been a time that we were like the Gentiles as described in verse 12 of Ephesians 2, but now we're in a different place because but now we're in Christ Jesus and so but now we are with Christ we are citizens of the kingdom of God citizens of heaven and so we have special uh, advantages and privileges and benefits we are now partakers of the promises of God mm -hmm. we are full of hope and we have God in this world that is where we are as children of God. And because of that, we can face and overcome every challenge that comes our way. Mm -hmm. We have Christ. We have special benefits, privileges, and advantages. We have the promises of God. We have the hope which maketh us not ashamed. And we have God on our side. Mm -hmm. So with all of that, we can face and overcome challenges. One of the reasons why we don't one of the reasons why we don't is because we act as if we're still that that we're still in verse 12 that at that time mm -hmm. we were you know without Christ and aliens and strangers of the covenants and so forth we got to stop acting like that we have to understand that we're now in verse 13 but now we're we're in a different place mm -hmm. and so we have all these things going for us 
and and so therefore we can overcome every challenge and problem we face but you have to believe that uh, we touched upon last week that many times you know people start in the wrong place they start with the problem that they're facing they start with themselves thinking about what they can do to fix it mm -hmm. they, they start with other people how that other people can help them but that's all wrong we have to start with God mm -hmm. everything starts with God so if you have a problem a situation a challenge a circumstance you start with God amen yeah. um, and then the three things we touched upon was one that God is bigger than your problem amen God is bigger than your problem um, scripture says magnify the Lord many times we magnify the problem we magnify the problem know how you magnify something by concentrating on it mm -hmm. by thinking on it over and over and over and over again that's why if you sit there thinking about your problems your problem will then become huge and insurmountable in your mind because you have magnified it you've made it ten times bigger a hundred times bigger a thousand times bigger and now you think you can't do anything about it. Now imagine if you thought that way about God over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Then you would know that God is bigger than your problem. But here's the thing. God is bigger than your problem even before you magnify him. Mm -hmm. But imagine now you start magnifying him and, you know, um, you, you realize that problem that you're facing is small. God is bigger than your problem. Uh, you know, in Jeremiah chapter 32, and we didn't touch on this scripture last week. I just want to read it real quickly in your hearing this week. In Jeremiah chapter 32, and verse number 27, God says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? The obvious answer is no. There is nothing that is too hard for God. So keep that in mind. God is bigger than your problem. And there is nothing that you can face in this life that is too hard for your God to solve. Amen. Keep that in mind. Your problem is not the biggest thing in your way or in your life. The biggest thing in your life is your God. And no problem is too hard for him. The second thing we talked about, amen, um, and we have some other scriptures. And by the way, I'm, I'm putting together, and I, uh, I have it in motion right now, I have, uh, an outline from last week, and we'll do the same for this week, that we can somehow, I don't know, my wife's going to have to help me, but we can share it, right? And it'll have scriptures in it, it'll have notes in it, amen, so that if you missed anything or if you just want to go back, it can be a help to you. Mm -hmm. Praise God. So we're working on that. Um, so we'll have that for you. So we'll have all the scriptures we talked about last week and this week in there for you. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, so the first thing is God is bigger than your problem. Second is that God cares about you. Right? Devil always tries to tell you, no, nobody cares. He always wants to, he wants you to believe that because he knows if you believe that, you'll become withdrawn and isolated and now he can attack you without mercy. Um, but God cares about you, amen? What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him, that thou cares for him? Um, Peter said, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. So listen, don't ever believe the lie from the enemy that nobody cares. Mm -hmm. um, God cares for you. 
Um, you know, he it says that he numbers the hairs on your head. Amen. So, you know, he cares for you. He knows about you intimately. He cares for you. Keep that in mind, right? You have a problem. Don't think nobody cares. Know that God cares. And if God cares, God will do something about it. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so just bear that in mind as well. The third thing was is that uh, we said that remember that God is with you. God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. In the book of Isaiah, um, chapter 41, praise God, Isaiah 41, verse 10. This is one of my favorite scriptures, amen. In Isaiah 41, verse 10, God says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So God says, listen, don't be afraid no matter what you go through. Why? Because I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. Why? Because I'm your God. And then he makes promises. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to uphold you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Those are some great promises right there. Amen. Amen. And so we have to keep those uh, in mind as well. Amen. And so we just praise God um, for you know, that he's with us, right? The Bible says that God be with you who can be against you. And remember, God told Jeremiah that, you know, be strong and very courageous because I will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Um, and so keep that in mind as well. God's with you wherever you go, whatever problem and challenges you have, you don't go at it alone. You know, um, David declared that when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. God is never going to leave you alone, even if everybody scatters and leaves you by yourself. He's always going to be there for you. I want to read this in your hearing as encouragement too. And this is Isaiah chapter 43, verse number two. When, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Amen. Amen. So God's letting you know, you can go through the fire, you can go through the waters, you can go through the rivers. The rivers are not going to over overtake you, the waters aren't going to overflow you, and the fire won't burn you. Amen. Amen. Why? God says, because I'm with you. So um, as you face and overcome challenges, start with God. Remember that he's bigger than your problem. He cares about you and he's with you. Amen. 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 And so uh, we're going to start there. So where do we go next? And, and again, this is not some like formula like we're, we're, we're trying to um, connect dots. Amen. I think we have to understand that that's not how things work with God. And so if someone says to you, you know, at least if I do, you know, first, second, third, that doesn't mean first, second, third. Don't be so legalistic and, you know what I'm saying, and 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 strict and rigid with it. Amen. Um, God's a real God. Be a real person with him. Um, and so when I say next, it doesn't necessarily mean you do it in order. It's just simply the next thing we're going to talk about. Amen. Amen. So, uh, but we do start with God. We don't start with ourselves when we have challenges and situations. Um, the next thing we want to talk about, though, is as you have challenges and situations, uh, 
uh, issues, problems in your life, understand that the importance of going to the Word of God because God's Word has the answer to to most if not all of the problems you will face in your life mm. and so you have to go to the Word of God uh, this Word is here for us we have so many ways to access the Word through modern technology I mean you could read it you could have the Word read to you right um, you can pull it up on your phone or on your tablet. You can have it on the go. You can have it anywhere. You could you could download it and put it in on you know and put headphones on and just <laughs> listen to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many ways that you can get the word of God into your spirit. And the more of the word you get into your spirit, the stronger you will be built up in your most holy faith. And be able to overcome the challenges and problems in your life because most if not all of the problems you will face on this side of glory the Word of God has the answer for you yes um, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that the Word of God is quick and powerful that word quick is translated alive it's a living word the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper and any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so the word of god gets to the heart of the matter yeah. amen it, mm -hmm. it gets down to the nitty-gritty when jesus cursed the fig tree the bible says he cursed it he spoke to that fig tree he used words and the bible says that that fig tree was dried up from the root right not yeah. from the top mm -hmm. from the root that word that Jesus spoke went down to the root of the issue. And how many of you know that's what you always need to get to? Sometimes we have problems in our life and on the surface we see the problem. But you need to get to the cause of the problem. Yes. And many times that's deeper. And so the word of God doesn't just deal on the surface. It's quick and, and it, you know, it, it slices and dices, right? It's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces. It divides. Mm -hmm. Amen? And, and, and the Word of God goes down to the root and the heart of the problem and helps you solve that thing. Amen? Mm -hmm. You don't just want to address the symptoms. You want to address the cause. And the Word of God will help you do that. Now, somebody will say, well... You want to tell me every problem that I face? The Word of God speaks about it. I got a problem with this. I got a problem with that. I don't see how that's in the Word. You know, <laughs> I got a problem with heartburn. I don't see how that's in the Word. <laughs> but see, you got to understand, right? What kind of issue is that's a health issue? You know, the Bible speaks to health issues. The Bible speaks to financial issues. The Bible speaks to relationship issues. The Bible speaks to life issues, mm -hmm. right? And so the answer is there. And sometimes the answer is right there because God will, you know, there'll be a section on it, you right. know. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, um, God tells us how to live with different people. You ever realize God tells you how to live with your spouse? He tells you what kind of wife to be, what kind of husband to be. He tells you how you, what kind of child you should be, what mm -hmm. kind of parent you should be. He tells you what kind of neighbor you should be, what kind of employee you should be, what kind of employer you should be. Right? I mean, he, he, he gets into relationships. 
He even tells you how to deal with your enemies. Mm. Right? And so the word speaks to, to so many facets of our life. And sometimes it speaks directly. There are other times, though, where you can be reading the word of God and you're facing a problem. And the Holy Spirit, as he leads you and guides you into the truth of the word, will bring that word to you in such a way that it will speak to your current situation, even though the very thing that you're reading has nothing to do on the surface with your situation. Mm -hmm. For example, if you remember the story of the woman, uh, I believe she's in Second Kings chapter 4, where the uh, the creditors were going to take her two sons and put her, them into slavery because she owed a debt. Right. And she was a widow. She was married to one of the sons of the prophets. And she went to Elisha and told him what the problem was. And he said, you know, you know, what do you have in your house? And she said, I don't have anything except a little oil. Mm -hmm. And then he said to her, go borrow pots. And he told them, borrow not a few. Right. And then come and sh shut the door, you and your sons with you, and pour out, right, until you have no more vessels. And that's what she did. And the oil didn't stop pouring until she ran out of vessels. Right. Now, you could read that and just say, okay, well, that's a, that's a story. I read that before. That's a nice story. And you may have a situation right now. You may have a problem. And God will speak to something through that story and say, you know, how did that woman, how did that woman get those pots? And you go, hmm. she went and she asked for them. Mm -hmm. And then the Holy Spirit will say, that's right. And the situation you're facing right now is not because you don't have help. You're just too prideful to ask for it. And now all of a sudden, the light goes off in you and you realize, you know what? There are people around me who can help me. I just haven't asked them. See, that's how the Word of God works. Right. And so even as you're reading the Word of God, and it seems as if you're reading something that has nothing to do with the biggest issue in your life, the Bible is so powerful and God is so good and, and, and so wise that He will take a word that you're reading and now break it down for you. Mm -hmm in a way that can help you deal with a situation. But if you're not reading the Word, you don't get that. <laughs> Amen. So you got to spend time with God. You got to spend time with His Word. And as you do that, you can get that type of revelation. So sometimes things are directly in the Word, and sometimes they're indirect, because the Holy Spirit takes a story or takes a verse of Scripture and brings you, and brings maybe your life into it, and mm -hmm. says, you know, that's what you're doing right now. And next thing you know, you can make some changes or make a decision or move in a direction that you weren't considering before. And now you have an answer to your problem. Amen. Amen. And so we have to, you know, we have to go to that to, to that word of God for um, for problems solving. Amen. Because it can help us do that. The other thing to realize, too, is that many of the problems in our lives, if not all of them, have a spiritual origin. First of all, the problems in this world are caused by sin. This is a sin-sick world. Mm -hmm. It's a fallen world. And so there are some problems that exist here because of sin, because of the presence of evil, which is the result of sin. And so many of the issues in our life have a spiritual, a spiritual cause, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, think about it. 
pride causes so many problems. There are some people right now who are jobless because of pride. Mm-hmm. Boss told them what to do. They felt nobody can, you ain't the boss of me. You don't tell me what to do. Okay, you're fired. Right? There are a lot of people who right now are out of a job because they just couldn't, you know, they, they were too prideful. Um, lust, that's a spiritual issue. That gets people in trouble. Mm-hmm. Whether that means they go out and have affairs if they're married or they're lusting after possessions and things of that sort and get into debt over their head because they just, you know, that, that lust of the flesh. They couldn't mm-hmm. control it. They just had to get that. Yep, you just had to get those extra pair of shoes. You just had to buy that car. You just, right? You. Mm-hmm. You just had to keep buying and buying. But that's a, that's a spiritual problem. Fear is a spiritual problem. How much fear is causing problems in people's life right now? Fear to, to go forward. Fear to step out in faith. Fear to get out of the boat. Fear, to, you know, afraid to believe. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anger and deceit, immorality, strife. Bible says where there's strife, there's confusion in every evil work. But someone who strives, and if you're striving, that's that's a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. So many of the problems we have have a spiritual origin. What's that got to do with going to the Word? Well, Jesus said that the words I speak are spirit in their life. You can't overcome spiritual things in your flesh. Mm-hmm. So if if most of the problems have a spiritual origin, then you need to fight back with spiritual weapons. That's why the Bible says the the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not natural. The weapons of our warfare are spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. And so... They're mighty through God. And what's God? God is a spirit. And so the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Um, and, and, the, and that's how we're supposed to wage our battles. But Jesus said the words I speak are spirit and life. That's why we need the word in us. Because mm-hmm. as we deal with these spiritual problems, we are now fighting with spiritual weapons. We're fighting with the word of God. Amen. Glory to God. We fight with the Word of God. And what's the Word of God? It, the Bible says that it, the sword of the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Remember mm-hmm. about putting on the whole armor of God, right? Loins of truth, right? Breastplate of righteousness, feet shall the preparation of the gospel of peace, helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, which can quench every fiery dart. And how to think about a shield of faith. Mm-hmm. Quench every fiery dart of who? Robin Hood? No, wow. of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a spiritual battle. The enemy shooting fiery darts at you. And how do you quench fiery darts? With the shield of faith. How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how are you going to fight the enemy? How are you going to block with the shield of faith? You got to have that word in you. That word gives you that shield of faith. That word is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so the thing is, if these problems that we face are spiritual in origin, don't try to fight it in your natural. See, this is the biggest thing that, don't make this mistake. I have a problem. Man, I got to figure this out. No, see, that that's for people who don't have God. You got to figure it out. 
if you're figuring it out, you're relying on yourself. Mm. Don't try to figure out the answer to your problem. Search it out. Amen. Don't figure it out. Search it out. Search God. Right. Remember that God. Right. We say we start first with God. Search him. Ask him. Right. Jesus said, you seek and you shall find. Right. Um, you know, so you, you search it out. You ask. You know, God said, you know, you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Search the answer out. Get into the word of God. Search the answer out. Be before God in prayer. Meditate on the word. Searching for the answer. Don't try to figure out the answer. Right. That's relying on your own strength and your own ability. It's much better to rely on and trust in God. Right. Search out that answer. And remember, if, 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 if the problems that we face... And we're saying if not because we're uncertain, we're just using that word. The problem that we face are uh, spiritual in origin, then the answer must be spiritual in origin as well. And the word, Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit Amen. and they are life. Amen. And so that's, you know, we got to start with that word. Amen. Amen. Um, and so. Um, you know, we, 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 we go to the Word of God and, and aren't you glad, again, we have the Word before us in so many different ways and, and you know, yeah, you can get that Word in you and you can know the Word and you can quote some Word, but there's no, that doesn't mean you shouldn't read it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You got to keep that Word before you, man. You got to keep reading that Word and letting it get into you because, again, faith cometh by yeah. hearing and hearing by the word of God, mm -hmm. uh, an ongoing hearing, right? Don't read on Sunday and then read next Sunday. That's not hearing and hearing. Not the way God says. It's an ongoing process, hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing every single day. Amen. Let's think about some of the scriptures when, when God talks about the Word of God and how important it is, right? Um, like we just said, Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and life. If you want to see that for yourself, go to John 6 and 63. Amen. Uh, these are things you can go back to and read. Praise God. Uh, the words I speak are spirit and they are life. The Bible actually says in four places, the just shall live by faith. But again, how do you, what's faith? How does faith enter into it? It comes by hearing the word of God. So there is no faith without the word, right? You, you get faith to, to, to live by as part of the righteous or the just because you hear the word of God. You keep hearing the word of God. And, and, the, and you know, that, that scripture, the just shall live by faith, is in four places in the Bible. It's in Romans chapter 1, Galatians chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 10, and Habakkuk chapter 2. Now, I don't know about you, but if God put something in four different places in the Bible, that must be important. Now look, everything in the Bible is important, but I'm just saying there's an emphasis here, right? right. The just shall live, how? By, by faith. faith. And, and so living, you know, and understand God's living is not breathing in air and breathing out. That's not, that's not God's idea of living. God's idea of living is found in what Jesus said in John 10, 10. I have come 
that you might have life in that more abundantly, that you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. That's living. Mm -hmm. And when God says you shall live by faith, he wants you to live the abundant life that Jesus came to give you, a life that's to the full till it overflows. You ain't getting there on your own, man. <laughs> you ain't getting there with some halfway, you know, lukewarm reading of the word of God. You're going to get there because you're going to apply yourself to this word. You're going to be dedicated to this word. You're going to be committed to this word. You're going to love this word. Yes. Amen. You're going to love this word. Praise be unto God. Amen. All right. So with faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. What about this one? Amen. Because think about what, what you're hearing, right? Jesus said, the words I speak of spirit and life, the just shall live by faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God said, man does not live by bread alone, but how? By every word. By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the scriptures tell us that the word of God, the written word of God, is God-inspired. It's God-breathed, right? And so, you know... This is how we're supposed to live. We, we, we live according to the word. Glory to God. That's why you got to get the word in you. Because you live according to your word. And how many of you know, again, God's word is leading you to live that abundant life, to live that overcoming life, to live that triumphant life. In other words, a life in which you conquer problems, situations, circumstances, a life in which you slay giants. Yes. Amen. You become a giant slayer. Glory to God. That's our heritage. To be giant slayers. <laughs> Take giants out. That's our heritage. That's how we're supposed to live. But we only get there by living according to every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that, you know... Um, you know, God actually said that we see that first in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse number three. And then Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness in both Matthew four and four and Luke four and four, he he said that to Satan. Amen. When Satan told him to turn these stones into bread and Jesus told him, he said, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. Um, so that's how we're supposed to live. Um, another scripture that I really has always spoke to me and I believe it speaks to you as well is Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 46 and verse 47. Moses speaking to the people of Israel shortly before he was uh, to leave this earth. He said, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. Where did the law come from? The law came from God. Mm -hmm. So he said all the words of this law. He said, command your children to observe to do all the words of this law, meaning to, to do all the words of God. And then he says, for it is not a vain thing for you because it, what? The words of the law, it is your life. Mm. And through this thing, what thing? The word of God, you shall prolong your days in the land whether you go over the Jordan to possess it. Moses said, the word is your life. Amen. 
that it will prolong your days. And so, you know, again, and when we're talking about it being your life, understand the quality of the life that God wants you to have through Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Jesus suffered, bled, and died that you and I can live in this life as overcomers, right? Um, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is the victory that what? Overcometh the world, even our faith. Yes. Amen. Um, that's we're, we're overcomers. We're more than conquerors. Yes. Uh, we're winners. We, you know, we're, we're, we're leaders, um, not because of anything that we have in ourselves, but because of what God has done for us through Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, and so we want to get this word in us. Why? Because the words are spirit and life. It'll help us fight those um, spiritual problems that we have, you know, because all the problems, most of the problems have spiritual origin. We fight it with the word of God. Uh, the just shall live by faith, which means we got to get that word in us so that faith will come. Faith cometh by hearing. Uh, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word is your life. Yeah. Amen. So this is why we this is why we have to get the word in us. It speaks to the very nature of our lives. Now, um, the psalmist says in Psalm 119 and 105. That thy word is a lamp unto uh, my feet uh, and a light unto my, uh, my path. Amen. Um, and I, you know, I just picture that, right? Picture that you're walking with a lamp, a mm -hmm. lantern. And it says, and that's the word. <laughs> and it says that the word is a lamp unto your feet. Which means that you can see things that would trip you up. Wow. You can see things that are dangerous to you. You can avoid stepping on things that could hurt you because the word is illuminating your pathway. It's a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, which means you can walk even in dark places with a blessed assurance mm -hmm. and a sure-footedness because the word lights the way. That's a powerful image that you need to get inside you. That's what the word does for you and for me. It lightens our pathway. It enlightens it, right? It shines light on the pathway in which we're going. Uh, you know, I think about, you know, when I, you know, in my younger days when I, you know, had, you know, old cars, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, them $200 joints, you know what I mean? <laughs> when you bought cars for two, $300 because you bought it from a friend, <laughs> you know what I mean? Those kind of cars, mm -hmm. back in the day cars. <laughs> 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 and, you know, uh, back in the day, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, um, Headlights weren't like they are today. No. <laughs> they didn't illuminate but so much. And if you had one of them hoopties, man, you know, it didn't really give you much light on the road. <laughs> and, 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 you know, if you recall those days and you now drive a car, 
and you drive, you know, with these, you know, LED headlights and all the rest of it, you can see how that that you know those headlights lighten the road man it, it it even lightens to the side of your car yes it's not just in front the light goes out to the side and you know so you can see things on the side of the road i'm telling you that allows you to drive with more confidence when you're driving on a dark road at night yeah. because the road is is now well lit yeah and that's what it is with the word of god do you want to walk around with the dim light of the world and the world's wisdom, which is a you know the equivalent of driving in a hoopty with you know old headlights and head beams, or do you want to drive with the new joints, right? With the LED lighting up everything. See, that's the word of God right there. And when you have that word in you, it lightens your pathway, and now you can go forward with a confidence. Because you now can see the traps, you can see the problem, but you can also see the opportunities. You mm -hmm. can see which way to go as you go through this life. And so many times, man, you know, we're talking about facing and overcoming challenges. But, you know, sometimes the, 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 the biggest blessing is to avoid the problem in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. How many of you know that if David wasn't on the rooftop, he wouldn't have had the problem in the first place? Mm -hmm. He would have never saw Bathsheba if he had been out in the, in the battlefield where he belonged. Right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, listen, it's great to get out of problems, but I'm telling you this, it's good to avoid them too. <laughs> right? So, and, but the, light, the word of God can lighten your pathway. And allow you to not only overcome problems, but to avoid them in the first place. Amen. So uh, that's why, again, we want to get this word of God in us. And the last thing I want to say before we, we, we get on up out of here tonight is, you know, um, Paul told the church at Rome, he said, listen, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, right? Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. And then he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm -hmm. that you may prove what, you know, the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But he says, you know, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I love the New Living Translation, which says, by changing the way you think. Mm. So how do we change? Because he said, be ye transformed. That means be ye changed. When you're transformed, you change. He said, so how do you change? How do I change? By changing the way we think. Mm -hmm. And he says, by the renewing of your mind. And how do you renew your mind? You renew your mind on the word of God. You got to get this word in you because the word of God will change the way you think. You know, I, you know, <laughs> glory to God. Um, those of you who know me, I don't brag about this because I don't like lawyer jokes. But listen, I'm a lawyer, right? And, you know, I, I, I speak to young lawyers and to law students often, especially law students. I try to encourage them on their journey the same way people encourage me. Amen. And one of the things that I try to share with them, especially for first-year law students, as they're going through, I said, listen, understand what's going on with you. Yeah. <laughs> that 
in your first year of law school, what they're doing to you is is teaching you how to think like a lawyer. In other words, they're changing the way you think. You can't come in here and think you're going to be a lawyer and continue to think like a non-lawyer, mm-hmm. where you just think like, it's common sense. That's the way it should be. That's not how the law works. You, you have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you analyze problems. And that's why law school is so hard that first year, because if you get into law school at 21, 22, 23 years old or older, you've been thinking a certain way all that mm-hmm. time. And now you're coming into an environment where they're changing the way you think. That's hard. That's hard because they got to break a lot of habits, a lot of strongholds, a lot of ways that you perceive the world. And they got to tear that down Mm -hmm. and then build up in you the way a lawyer thinks. That's the process of law school. It's painful. But if you stick with it, you'll you'll be transformed Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll begin to think and analyze and counsel and do all the things that a lawyer can do. Same thing with the Christian lifestyle. Right. The way we think in our natural mind is jacked up. But the word of God now will knock all that stuff down and then build up to us in the way we think and the way God thinks. Because mm-hmm. God said what? Your thoughts are not my thoughts. In other words, mm-hmm. I don't think like you do and you don't think like me. Mm-hmm. But he gave us the mind of Christ, which means he gave us the ability to think like him. But in order to get there, we have to renew our minds. Mm-hmm. We have to, you know, we, we, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're transformed by changing the way we think. And so there was a time where you thought that the way to deal with a person who got on your nerves was to tell them off. God is changing the way you think. (laughs) There was a time when you thought that if somebody did something to you, you had every right to go punch them in the nose or punch them in the... God is changing the Mm -hmm. way you think. There was a time when you thought that, well, the boss got enough pads in here. I I could take a couple of pads and pens home for me because I got some kids at home where I need some stuff. And why should I go to Staples? That got him right here. And he don't pay me enough anyway. But now God is changing the way you think. Mm -hmm. That's what the word of God does. It changes the way you think. And so now when you have challenges and situations and circumstances, you're not trying to figure it out. You're not trying to do it on your own. That word of God is changing the way you think. And you now start to think like God. And here's the wonderful thing. When you start to think like God, you start to speak like God. Mm. And see, you know how God speaks when he sees stuff? He goes, let there be light. He looks at stuff and just speaks this solution. He doesn't go, woo-wee. Sure it's dark out there. See, that's what we would do in our natural. We talk about the problem. That's not God. When, but when God changes the way we think, we start talking to stuff. We start talking to darkness. Let there be light. Mm-hmm. We start talking to trees. No fruit will be on you forever. <laughs> huh? <laughs> we start talking to things. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we start now... Not only changing the way we think, we change the way we speak, and, and, and then we start changing the way we act. We start calling things that be not as though they were. Mm. Right? We start believing that we're more than conquerors. We start believing in this word of God because our mind 
has been renewed. That's another reason why you have to get into the Word. When you have problems, get into the Word and let it change the way you think. And you'll start to realize, this problem is not too big for me. I can do this. I, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Amen. To get that word in you. Amen. And so, again, we, we talked about last week, you know, overcoming challenges and problems. We're talking about it again this week, uh, facing and overcoming challenges. We start with God and then also, and we need to get that word in us as well. Amen. Amen. And let that word go to work. Remember, it's quick and powerful. It'll get to the heart of the situation. It'll go to the root of the matter and help you deal with that situation. And to overcome it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, we're getting up out of here. It's getting late. Amen. Amen. At least on the East Coast. <laughs> Amen. So we praise God. So let's pray tonight. And um, be encouraged. And remember, um, I hope to have um, the next time. I don't know how we're going to get it to you, but we're going to get it to you. Amen. Amen. Um, but we want you to have... You know, some of the scriptures and things that you can refer to. I know you took notes, but, you know, if you think that this can be a blessing to you, we, uh, I believe it can be, and so we're going to get it out. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. We're going to get out an outline. Uh, we're working on it. We have um, most of last week done, and, and we'll, get, we'll get it done and get it out and keep it updated as we keep going. Amen. Because we need, to, we need to learn how to face and overcome challenges and problems because we have them in this life. Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, but praise be unto God. We have a way to prevail. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless you for yes, uh, speaking unto us tonight. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, that it, it truly is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Yes, that it guides us and leads us in the way that we should go. Father, pray right now, God, that you'll continue to speak unto us, encourage us, build us up in our faith, O oh God. And Father God, let us know, glory to God, that we truly can do all things through Christ who strengthens yes, us, Father. including overcoming every problem and challenge that is before us. Father God, let us know that we are giant slayers. Glory to God. We are the head and we're not the tail. Yes, Father, we just bless you, you and we praise you for it now. In the name of Jesus. Father, bless everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. Continue to encourage them and strengthen them, comfort them. If they need it, oh God, and yes, continue Father. to lead them and guide them by your spirit. And Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your love that is upon us, oh God. And Father, we're praying for those who are sick tonight in their bodies, those who are hurting, those who are uh, who are feeling ill, God. We yes, thank you, Father. Lord, that you are a healer. You declared in your word, I am the Lord God who healeth thee. And Father, you said that you sent your word and heal them. And so, Father, right now, by faith, I send your word. And, and Father, that I send healing to those who need it, oh God. Yes, uh, those who are hurting in their body, those, oh God, who are hurting in their mind and even in their heart. God, I, I pray for healing in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. Yes, we decree Father. the thing. Now, God, we pray for you to establish it in their lives. And, Father, we give you praise and thanks for doing it. We call it done by faith in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you and we thank you and we give you glory. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.